Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Live Golf plays its first U.S. event starting Thursday at Pumpkin Ridge in Portland. And one thing to keep an eye on are public protests. The Portland Oregonian reports that law enforcement officials are bracing for significant protests during the tournament. So something we will keep our eye on when Live Golf tees off in Portland on Thursday. And this is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, June 28th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody is doing well today. Sports Illustrated had the news first that the Big 12 is finalizing a deal to make Rock Nation COO Brett Yormark as its new commissioner. Yormark is 55. He's spent the last three years at Rock Nation. There he's worked with artists, with talent, with events, with leagues, with teams, with brands. He oversees the company's sponsorship, licensing, and brand strategy business. He touches a lot of areas, and he has years of experience, from NASCAR to his days running the Brooklyn Nets. Now, he would be an out-of-the-box hire for the Big 12, and he would follow more in line with the Pac-12's hire of George Kliakoff and the Big Ten's hire of Kevin Warren. Brett Yormark would join a college landscape undergoing massive change around name, image, and likeness, and even possible upcoming realignment. While the deal is not said to be done, it was known that the Big 12 was hoping to have an announcement on a new commissioner in early July. Over the last two days, a small group of Big 12 presidents have interviewed three finalists in Dallas, and none of the final candidates currently work in the college sports industry. So Brett Yormark, a leading contender to replace Bob Bowlesby at the Big 12. We touched on it last week, but look for the USFL to come back for a second season and eventually expand into more markets. Fox Sports CEO Eric Shanks, who is chair of the USFL Board of Directors, said the league will continue to have its league office based in Birmingham, but in a change, in year two, the USFL's eight teams will play out of between two and four markets next season. The goal here is to get more markets and more fans involved in the games. Remember, this year, all the games were played in Birmingham. Now, the league will not expand the number of teams next season beyond the eight, but expects to add more teams in 2024. The USFL will keep roughly the same schedule next season, starting just after the Masters and concluding July 4th weekend. Now, the decision to embark on a second season is a real milestone. As several spring leagues, remember the Alliance of American Football and uh, two versions of the XFL, did not make it past year one. Now, next year's USFL will go up against a third version of the XFL, which is slated to launch next spring. From the USFL to the USL. 
Yes, the rapidly expanding United Soccer League, that's the USL, has retained the sports company Legends to support its commercial growth. This is an interesting deal for both sides, as Legends will assist the USL in its sponsorship sales at the league and the club level, but Legends will also support the USL in assessing potential expansion markets and planning uh, facility projects in those markets and new stadiums. Other areas of collaboration will include ticketing and fan experience and hospitality. Legends won the business through an RFP that initially involved five companies, and there will be a lot to do because the USL has major ambitious growth plans. Now, remember, the USL operates two men's pro leagues and is starting a women's league called the Super League next August, August of 2023. The USL has goals of growing the number of clubs from 38 to around 50 by next year and close to 80 by the 2026 World Cup. So you see, they will be looking at a lot of commercial activity. They'll be looking at a lot of new markets. They'll be looking to build a number of new facilities. And that's where this alignment with legends really makes sense. In terms of reaching a deal, Court Jeske at the USL led the process on the property side and Todd Fleming played a key role for legends on the agency side. Both of those executives are former SBJ 40 under 40 honorees. So a big deal today between the USL and legends. You know, we all know the run of global events in the United States with the World Cup, US, Mexico, and Canada hosting that in 2026 and the Summer Games in Los Angeles in 2028. Remember, there's been plenty of talk of Salt Lake City hosting the 2030 Winter Games, and that would mark a run like none other we've ever seen. But while meeting with the International Olympic Committee last week, Salt Lake officials reportedly pushed more to host the 2034 Winter Games, not the 2030. They said they could be ready to host 2030 if needed, but they focused more on 34, citing the current economic conditions and all the efforts to get ready in hosting the games. They obviously believe that hosting in 2034 makes more sense. And the IOC seems to agree, as the Salt Lake Tribune reported, that President Thomas Bach and others were pretty candid about the obstacles that Salt Lake would face to host the 2030 Games. Cities that remain interested in the 2030 Winter Olympics include Sapporo in Japan and Vancouver. So Salt Lake City positioning itself more to host the 2034 Winter Games. You know, last week we talked about the new sports book opening at Chase Field between the Diamondbacks and Caesars Sportsbook, and I said it was indicative of a real revenue driver for sports teams. When I was in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, there was a lot of chatter about the new sports book that the Cubs will open with DraftKings. Now, construction continues on a three story sports book that will be right adjacent to Wrigley Field. It will open in the second quarter of 2023 and operate will be run by DraftKings. The food and beverage operation will be run by Levy, which is the concessionaire of the Chicago Cubs, and the Cubs will serve as the facility's landlord. The sports book will hold around 800 to 1,000 people. It's going to be open year-round, and the Cubs and DraftKings see this as a year-round promotional and marketing machine that will continuously draw people and bring people in to spend their time and money to Wrigley. So again, you're seeing this trend of sportsbook, retail sportsbooks opening at sports venues. And let's end the buzzcast with some names in the news. 
U.S. figure skating will be looking for a new leader as Executive Director Ramsey Baker, who has been with the organization since 2005, will leave at the end of this year. U.S. Figure Skating's Board of Directors will begin a nationwide search for the successor to Ramsey Baker. And JMI Sports has named Layla Brock to the newly created position Vice President of Business Development. Now, Layla Brock has been with JMI Sports since 2019. Prior to joining JMI Sports, many of you remember, Layla Brock was a member of the college football playoff senior staff. So Layla Brock now promoted at JMI Sports to Vice President of Business Development. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, June 28th. I'm Abe Madcor. I am in New York for some events tonight. I will not be with you on the Morning Buzzcast tomorrow, but until I speak to you again on Thursday, stay healthy, be good to each other, and have a great day. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.